0: Hey guys, welcome back to We Missed Out the Pod. I'm Bea. And I'm Stephanie. And we have a special guest.
1: Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Aaron. I'm uh, Stephanie's husband. Happy to be here, guys.
2: <laughs> Happy <laughs> to, have you. to have you.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here.
2: We're excited I know, to have you've, a guest. you've been asking us. <laughs> I think this is the perfect podcast for... For you to be on this week. Um, but before we get started, let's talk about what's been going on this week. Bea, I know you've been pretty busy. What's going on?
0: Uh, I've been getting ready for Axel's birthday party. Very uh, excited lots about dinosaur that. A of stuff is happening at my house. You are very welcome.
2: Thanks. I'm glad I could get your son obsessed.
0: FYI, I, made, I ordered a balloon garland. You're going to be helping me with. <laughs> I am over hey the balloon back.
2: garlands. Over the balloon garlands. I hope you got an outdoor one. Because remember what happened with AJ's graduation one? Not outdoor balloons.
0: I don't know what it is. I just bought it on Amazon. So yeah. it has dinosaurs. It says roar on some of the balloons. Hopefully they don't just start
2: popping. Anything what else going on? you up to uh, just a lot of schoolwork and working on stuff from my website.
0: Arun, you?
1: Oh, uh, you know, you know, not much, you know, just living everyday life, you know, running that rat race. You know, I got some ribs going on right now outside smoking some ribs. So, uh, you know, got to pardon me if, uh, you know, if I, if I disappear for a couple of seconds, you know, got to check on those.
2: Yeah. We're going to have to keep the podcast short today because we need to eat those ribs.
0: Sounds good to me.
2: All right. Why don't we get
0: into it? That sounds good. Let's get into it.
2: So, this week we're going to be talking about irrational fears. Mainly the fears we had in the 80s and 90s growing up because of, I guess, a lot of things we saw on TV. Maybe um, things we heard from friends. Um, Just rumors we heard or... You know, legends that our family members and friends pass down to us. Stuff that makes absolutely no sense today for us to be afraid of. Well, mostly. But that's what we're talking about today. Yep. Speaking Speaking of these irrational fears, Aaron just got back from driving with Johnny.
1: I actually went pretty good. I I only feared for my life once. You know, that's pretty good with for, you know, with a 15 year old, um, <laughs> you know, the hard thing with uh, teaching your kid how to drive is
2: balancing, praying and keeping your drive. eyes open.
1: No, just uh, trying to teach them how to drive in um, DFW. You know, we had the luxury of doing that in uh, our little small, you know, country town. And uh, it's a little bit different in the city, you know. You got to be on the defensive.
0: Yeah, it is. Are you going to let thing. him drive in Houston? Definitely not. I, mean, I don't even want to drive in Houston.
1: I don't know. You know, I, I hear there's a lot of competition between Houston and Dallas. I think if he learns how to drive here, he may be prepared for Houston. No. But um, I, I don't Nothing know. Nothing prepares
0: you for Houston. No.
2: That was, that was terrifying. The time that I had to drive over there to you was terrifying. Yeah. All right, so Irrational Fears of the 90s. I'm going to tell you what. I think a lot of my irrational fears came from Unsolved Mysteries. Do you remember that show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we good. used to watch it religiously. It was but like you mean, family I still, time.
1: I still watch it.
2: Yeah, the new ones I don't like as much as the old ones feel like the old ones were more mysterious than these new ones, and I think it had a lot to do with them having a host that would kind of talk you through it. I think this this time around, the narrator doesn't do justice to the show.
0: Well, it didn't that's, help that's that the guy that was the host was, like, super... He had, like, a super creepy voice to begin with. He did.
1: Yeah. What was his name? Robert. Robert Stack, I believe. Yeah, he... Um... His voice was legendary. It's it's almost like he was born for that role.
2: Yeah, I loved watching Unsolved Mysteries, but then there was times where afterwards I couldn't fall asleep because I was just thinking about how what happened in the show was going to happen to me.
1: You got to remember, too, though, at that time, Unsolved Mystery. I mean, other, I mean, think about it. You know, we, we didn't have internet back then. You know, all we had were, you know, three basic, channels you know we, we didn't really hear a lot of you know weird stuff going on in this world I mean so Unsolved Mysteries kind of filled that void you know of uh curiosity going on so I mean I, I think that was a, uh, I I think that had a lot to do with the uniqueness of that show um
2: but yeah. there was no way to to look up the facts and see how accurate they were
1: yeah, pretty much. I mean, everything that was on that show, you just believed. I mean, you it, it thought was true.
2: Yeah, I feel like a lot of the incidents on the show were a one-time happening and not a, you know, 500 people have disappeared like this type thing. But we had no way of
0: fact-checking that. Right. I don't know. I liked Unsolved Mysteries. I believed everything. I mean. UFOs, aliens, the abductions with, the, with, with like, the prodding people.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's my favorite. I mean, not the... Prodding people isn't my favorite. Subject, but, that's your um, favorite part? Of prodding people? You know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not scared. gonna lie. I'm a UFO nerd. I mean, I, I, you know, what do they call it now? UAPs? Um, you know, a lot of you know, I don't know if you guys are, have been paying attention, but there there's a lot of uh, information coming out now. And I think it's any day now that, you know, the government's finally going to have to come out and just say, or and they have, you know, they have just, um, you know, it's, I don't really think you can deny it anymore, you know, and not necessarily, not necessarily saying it's aliens, but there is something up there, you know, there's a lot of, You know, there's a lot of uh, people that have come forward, you know, and and very credible people, you know, pilots, um, generals. uh, I mean, people who worked in the Defense Department. And I can go on and on about this subject, but
2: yeah, let's let's save the the aliens for a little later. So um, the reason this topic came about was a friend of mine texted me asking, do you remember killer bees? Do you yeah. all remember Killer Bees? Yep. Like, Killer Bees were a big danger back in the 90s. At least, you know, every every other person on your neighborhood was going to get attacked by Killer Bees, and you were praying that you weren't the one that was getting attacked that week, according to the news. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah what mean,
0: happened to the can... Killer Bees? They're you know, still I... there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think... I think it was over but I mean they were there you know I remember I mean growing up in South Texas I mean I, I remember seeing on the news you know people it
2: was it was a weekly thing almost maybe even every other day there was some kind of killer bee attack somewhere and then they just I don't know if we just were over it and stopped watching or they stopped reporting about it but it just kind of faded away.
1: Yeah. I
0: don't know. I'm still scared of bees in general. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah you're you're talking about, you know, I, I grew up, I don't know why bees are just attracted to me. They go out of their way to sting me. I, I just... They hide it amazes me. Socks. It amazes me. Oh, I got that's. Oh, my God. Let me tell you that story. Man, I got a story about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it almost seems like bees go out of their way to find me. I mean, I don't know what what happened in my past life that just angered these bees but um you know i'm gonna tell you a couple of stories with bees okay so i remember my first big sting was uh we're you know we're playing tag outside this had it been in the probably late 80s early 90s and uh I, and actually I'm, I'm talking about in this case yellow jackets okay you know in south texas i mean those, those things were kind of everywhere and, and those always you know, went out of their way more than, uh, than, you know, your typical honeybees or whatever. But I remember playing tag outside and, and, uh, you know, you always had a, a base, right? Where everyone had to go back and, you know, and touch or whatever for you to be safe. And I remember ours was a, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you remember the, the clotheslines that we had outside and, oh, yeah. metal poles, and, um, we uh that was our base and and I went and I put my hand on the post and there it was an old rusty post and there was a big yellow jacket beehive that had made a nest inside the post because it was rusted and there was a hole in it. And um I got attacked and, and got stung all over my head and I, I looked like the elephant man that, that night. It was uh I should have took a picture that, that would have been something to see. It reminds me of
2: the movie um of the movie oh my goodness I just blanked on the name the movie from the 90s that made everybody cry. My, oh, girl. my girl. My girl, yes. yes. You know what Where I can relate Macaulay to. That. You know, I, I saw
1: myself in that coffin, you
2: know. Yeah, I think that that gave us another fear of bees to seeing um, the kid in the movie. Die from being stung by bees. Even though he was allergic to them. And majority of us are not. I think that added to some of the. It was fear. super traumatic. It was super traumatic. Yeah. And when she goes back to get his glasses. Because he can't see without his glasses. That just. That was traumatic. That That just made me cry so much.
1: So, so, so let me take. The, uh, the second story. From, uh, from those uh, wasps was uh, you know, uh, you know, back in the day, again, it has to do with the clothes hanger outside again, but we used to hang our clothes outside to dry, and uh, one morning, you know we're getting ready for school, and you know uh, I go outside and get you know i have I didn't have any you know fresh clean socks. so I go and I get my socks from uh, the lasso we used to call it. and uh, I come inside and it's what about seven in the morning, getting ready to go to school and i'm in the living room and i'm putting on my socks and all of a sudden something's just stinging the crap out of my foot <laughs> and there's there have, i don't know how i be mean, but some couple of yellow jackets found their home in my sock and so you can imagine you know at that time i mean i was maybe 10 years old and something stinging me and and i just start going crazy and i'm jumping up the walls and my my brother doesn't know what the hell's going on and so he just sees me going crazy and he starts screaming and crying and my mom comes in the room and she just sees both her sons screaming and crying you imagine how freaked out she was and uh sure enough you know she got to the bottom of it and and yeah i was just i was getting stung in the foot uh yeah that was that was a fun experience
2: Oh, man. We had some carpenter bees last year that decided to come out from under our shed and chase us around the yard. And I was the first one to get chased, and everyone laughed about it. I did not get stung, but Aaron and AJ did get stung, and they weren't laughing about it after that.
0: Shouldn't have laughed the first time then. (laughs) (laughs) So then we have the Bermuda Triangle. This
2: one really freaked me out. Like, I was so afraid to travel... I mean, I've never traveled overseas, so maybe it's still there. But in my mind, anyone trying to travel from the east coast of the U.S. to anywhere in Europe was going to go over the Bermuda Triangle and disappear forever.
0: Well, no. It's anyone that's going from Florida to, like, Africa.
2: Yeah, but when we're little, like... It was just basically, if you're going through the East Coast, like from the East Coast to the other side of the world, you're traveling over the Bermuda Triangle because it moves too. It moves. I was never exactly sure where exactly it was, so that's well, According
0: me. to the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, when you go through the Bermuda Triangle on a boat, it like makes the time stop or something. There's I was like a whole time warp
2: and like that too. There is a time stop. It's it's like magnetic fields. I recently saw that they think the Bermuda Triangle has shifted. So it's supposed to be from like Florida to Cuba in that area, Mm -hmm. right? But now they're saying it's shifted and it's like on the other, like the Gulf Coast of Florida now. Like the magnetic fields are moving, so it's making its way over to toward us here in Texas. <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. Nice. We'll probably be be real old by then. It, it's gonna be like Corpus Christi Beach. That that around that area. Yeah. Quicksand. Don't step this one terrified in. me.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't I really wasn't too you know, uh, terrified of me, Bermuda triangle growing up. I didn't really get out much. So, you know, it wasn't my, uh, it wasn't on my way to school. So.
2: <laughs> but what about quicksand? Did you have to, you know, I know you had to walk to school sometimes all the way across that big city of Bishop. Um, were you afraid of falling into quicksand anywhere along your way?
1: Of course I was. And, um, I think for anyone who grew up in the 80s, saw the movie Beastmaster, and uh, if you don't remember, maybe you remember clips of it, and uh, Beastmaster, it was a movie with this guy, and uh, he made friends with these uh, two little ferrets, and uh, I don't know, just a whole bunch of weird stuff going on, he would be able to talk to animals and such, but I remember him uh falling in the quicksand and his his ferrets helped him get out of the quicksand, but that movie kind <laughs> of uh that movie kind of scarred I've
2: never me. Heard of this <laughs> movie. Why you asking for ferrets because you're afraid of quicksand. Oh,
1: well, I had ferrets growing up, so I mean those are like awesome that's, little pets. For those of you who movie have movie never had one or quicksand. Yeah, the ferrets kept but, you uh, safe. They're they're pretty they're pretty funny. But um but yeah, you know, it was, uh, but believe me, yeah, we thought about that. And of course, there was all these rumors, and, you know, whenever we used to go play at the park, like, oh, you know, don't, don't go over there. You know, there's, there's quicksand over there. And of course here, you Well, know, like
2: every TV show, anytime they had any kind of outdoor show, any type of outdoor filming, it was always around some kind of quicksand. And I think the very first one I saw on TV was probably Gilligan's Island. I, remember I don't be-
0: remember where I saw the quicksand, but I know that I was terrified that, like, any sand could be quicksand. So, like, even going to the beach, you have to be careful if you step in, like, the wrong sand.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean, it, quicksand was everywhere, according to the 80s and 90s. It was, you know, you stepped into your backyard, you were going to fall into quicksand. You went into the field at school, you were going to fall into quicksand. It was everywhere.
1: You know, I I even remember seeing I don't know or, or reading, but it was uh. I remember reading an article about how to, like, not fall into the quicksand or how to save yourself if you get in quicksand. I mean, that's how much of a deal it was back then. I was like, oh man, there's a survival guide on how to survive quicksand yeah you're not
2: supposed to like, move man, or you're supposed to go real. like really slow yeah the more you you move around the quicker you sink
1: right yeah or, or just you know have some pet ferrets and they'll help you get out
0: <laughs>
2: yes keep your ferrets around they will save you from the quicksand okay so my biggest fear thank you unsolved mysteries so afraid that this was going to happen. Spontaneous combustion.
1: Oh, I remember that one.
2: Like I don't remember this one. So there were all these, and I'm, I'm, I say all these instances. They made it sound like there was hundreds of people that this happened to. Okay, it was probably like three people, and there's probably a reason behind it. But on unsolved mysteries, they would show where people would just spontaneously combusted there was nothing left of them except for like shard ashes um just up and like no body parts left nothing not even like bones or guts or nothing they just completely blew up and dissolved and just left a little bit of a an ash trail behind and it would happen it happened i feel like it happened all over the UK more than it did in the US. I feel like more of those those instances were from the UK. And it was like, oh, so-and-so was watching TV one night and having their TV dinner, and it just spontaneously combusted. And when their family came to check on them the next day, there was nothing left, just this blackened area where they exploded.
0: I don't remember that at all.
2: I felt like I felt like they made it sound like every out of one out of every 50 people would explode without any kind of reasoning behind it. Yeah, I can see
0: how that's a bit scary.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I and there remember. was nothing consistent between them. Like it wasn't like, well, this person fell asleep smoking a cigarette. This person fell asleep with a heating pad on like there was nothing that connected them all they just spontaneously right. combusted
1: yeah i remember that i, I re- even remember being scared you know i had a stomach ache and thinking that you know it's just gonna bust out of flames uh,
2: that's a different type of type of spontaneous yeah. combustion
1: and and uh, you yep, know that's, that's that type uh,
2: happens with one out of every five people on an hourly basis
0: it has eaten some sort of mexican food
1: yeah
2: yes that's their connector is the mexican food
1: wait I, okay. I got i got one for you okay um especially being in south texas and uh being of uh, mexican culture do y'all remember la Chusas? yes do you remember that? No. you know what la Chusas, the owls the witches
0: Oh, I like owls, so I don't know.
2: No. So these are these are witches that turn themselves into owls and do witchcraft on you. But if you see one in a tree, and I remember Grandpa Gomez, the story Grandpa Gomez either told Dad, and Dad told me, or maybe he even told me. He saw one in a tree, and you're supposed to go dig up underneath wherever you've seen one sitting, and you'll find a treasure. And he saw one in a tree and he went and dug under that tree and he found a little can full of
1: coins oh nice yeah uh, then
0: i should have dug under all the trees at my old house because that's where my owl used to come see us well these are these are
1: more the white owls not not like your typical barn owl or, or gray owl i mean these were the the white owls and uh you know the so the story was was, um, you know if if these owls would catch you walking around at night and now that I think about it you know it was it was probably something adults told to the kids so they're not you know sneaking out and walking around at night but um, the white <laughs> owls would come down and tear your eyes out pretty. Freaking
2: oh wow, crazy. I never heard that.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. No, it was they, they'd go after your eyes and. um so, yeah, and, and obviously, you know, growing up in South Texas, I mean, there there was a lot of white owls. Um, I remember one time just, you know, visiting my cousin in Kingsville. And, you know, it's probably the middle of the night. And we're laying down on the car just watching the stars. And one flew like 20 feet above us. And we hauled ass inside, you know, just covering our eyes. You were know, completely safe. Idiot.
2: You were completely safe. There were no witches in Kingsville. They were all in Bishop.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, yeah.
2: I learned this from my friends who had family in Bishop.
1: Yeah. And, and I heard the opposite. I grew up in Bishop, you know, <laughs> obviously Stephanie grew up in Kingsville and uh, I, w- I was afraid of Kingsville. You know? there, I heard there was a lot of uh, witchcraft and stuff going on there in Kingsville and I used to scare the crap out of me when, when I would go stay the weekends at my grandma's and you know, in those days too, you know, we, you know, not everyone had air conditioners and such, so you know, we slept with the windows open. And
2: I know, bet so. that all comes back to like the whole satanic cults that were, you know, freaking everybody out in the the late 70s, early 80s. I bet that's where those rumors started. Yeah,
0: yeah. there's it, a lot definitely. of that back then. The satanic cults. That we're yeah. going through the music, too. they were going through the music to get to us.
1: Yeah, I, I remember one time, uh, same thing, you know, I was staying there at my grandma's house in Kingsville, and I had a cousin who lived a couple of houses down, and uh, I remember uh, at that time there was a rumor going around that if he played Ozzy Osbourne's record backwards that, you know, it was some kind of satanic spell or something, and... <laughs> I remember I was being all freaked out at that time. And I remember walking into my cousin's room and him and his friend were in there and uh, they were speaking some weird language and, and I ran out all scared like a dumbass, And uh, I went and told his mom that they were doing, you know, devil worshiping and stuff. And, <laughs> and it turns out that they were just talking to each other in Spanish.
2: Yeah. <laughs> of course they were, Aaron. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I, I wasn't, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm not oh, big on, goodness. you know. I, I I know some Spanish now, but you know, being <laughs> young, you know, I, I didn't I didn't know much.
2: In so. some weird language. Oh my gosh, were they They're were they playing with the Ouija board too?
1: <laughs> no, but I remember the Ouija board. I remember uh, my neighbors across the street doing it, and all the neighborhood kids were in the room and. And uh, you know, I heard, you know, of course, you know your your typical Catholic parents and and grandparents telling you, you know, that doing that, you know, the the spirits are gonna come out and stick around with you and follow you home and and all that stuff. So you know, of course, I was the little wuss, and and uh, you know, once I saw him pull that shit out, I was gone.
2: See, I don't think I ever had any friends that had one. I know there was always rumors, oh, we're going to have one at the slumber party, but there was never never one actually that showed up anywhere.
0: I had friends that had them. And they would do them and I would I would like I'm not touching it. I'm Mm-mm. not touching it. I got I will sit right here, but I'm not touching it.
2: Yeah, I don't think any of my friends ever had one. I know we didn't have one. There's no way that would have been a lot of that but and i remember the rumor was besides like if you, you're gonna let something in was also there was no way to get rid of a ouija board
1: right oh yeah no, I, I heard that i mean i heard there was you had to burn it you had to burn the ouija board
2: maybe but i guess I, that's another thing like not allowed to play with matches, so how are we gonna break this it, thing?
1: It wasn't the funny thing too. I mean, what was the Ouija board? Wasn't it made by like Mattel made, or something? Yeah, Mattel or Hasbro. I don't know. It was like one of those big like toy companies. I mean, they still
2: sell them. Yeah, but we're not we're not gonna play around with that. No, thank you.
0: No, thank you. We'll leave the ghost also at slumber parties. Was the Bloody Mary?
1: Oh yeah. I'm not a big
2: fan of Bloody Mary's. I think it's made of too much tomato, and I'm not into eating, you know, drinking tomato juice because of, you know, they'd make us eat tomatoes whenever. Is that what not what we're talking about, Bloody Mary?
0: It, no. I don't like those what either, though. Bloody Mary then.
2: Does she come with alcohol?
0: She does not come with alcohol. She comes into the mirror, though. And I remember I could not for the longest time I would not stay in the bathroom even without saying it if it was dark I could not look in the mirror because I was terrified that something was going to come out of the mirror because of her
2: yeah like like maybe you thought it one too many times you didn't even have yeah. to say it out loud you just thought about it too many times and it was going to happen mm-hmm. I remember that yes I definitely remember being afraid of Bloody Mary so Erin are you going to take a little step out to go check on those ribs for us
1: Yep, I, I got to check on those, um, you know, it's it's time to uh, wrap them and, uh, you know, do my little secret recipe, so um, okay. I'll, I'll be back in a couple.
2: Well, we're going to go on it. without you, and uh, we'll see you in a few. All right, so other things that we were pretty scared of when we were younger because of legends, urban legends during Halloween, razor blades and candy.
0: They weren't just in candy, they were also in the apples. The candy out apples. I've always wondered that too because I've never gotten an
2: apple. I wouldn't want an apple. I don't want anything you made by yourself, like I don't want a stranger's homemade food on Halloween.
0: Well, neither do I. I just want Reese's and I want the full size candy if you can. Like the razors and candy have
2: to be a lie that parents told us just so that they could go through our candy first.
0: Well, I don't know because my old boss actually will work Halloween so he can get his birthday Christmas Eve off at the ER. And I think they still like allow people to come in and have their candy X-rayed.
2: I do remember when they would shut down. Like they would put out messages on on TV that they were going to do some X rays, like free X raying at the hospital. Come check your candy. But I still feel like that was just a ploy, for a ploy for parents to go through our candy and take what they wanted.
0: You know what? Whatever works. I still I'm I plan on fully taking advantage of it as a parent. All right, let's see, what else, what is
2: something that really freaked you out?
0: Something that really freaked me out, and this is going to be a TMI one, so I am sorry for all the people out there that are going to listen to the story, but Mad Cow Disease, it was all over our TVs, and they talked about how when you had it, you went to the bathroom, there would be be blood. Oh, No. (laughs) I think I know know where I'm going with this. I had been watching, I think it was Maury, and they were talking about mad cow disease on Maury one day. It was like a break from you're the father kind of thing. And (laughs) I was staying at our our aunt's house, and I went to the bathroom that night, and there was (laughs) black. and i was convinced because i had a burger that day that i had d- gotten mad cow disease oh, and no. i was dying <laughs> is this why you were it was my first time ever having a period
2: oh my yeah definitely mad cow speaking of cows do you remember in the 90s there was a huge campaign for the whole, the Got milk campaign Mm mm-hmm So like that was huge that was pushed every celebrity did the little milk mustache got milk campaign and I think they're coming back um so I was reading an article recently or no wasn't reading an article why would I do that I was watching a tiktok that makes more sense I was watching (laughs) a tiktok and there was there was a lady talking about the got milk campaigns and she was saying that In the late 70s, early 80s, people had stopped drinking milk. Like, it wasn't being drunk as much as it had been in the past. So what was happening was, I think it was in Minnesota, there was an overload of cheese. The government got involved and they were trying to get this cheese out to the public. Because there was millions of pounds worth of cheese being stored in cheese caves. These like caves cheese that, yeah, they're these caves that have like just the right, I guess, chemicals, material, minerals in them to store the cheese. So they okay. had to come out with a way to get rid of all these millions of pounds of cheese. And they started pushing like the Got Milk campaign and getting people to drink more milk and eat more cheese to get your calcium. Mm. So like I think they tried to scare us into telling us that we needed more calcium and we weren't getting it. And all of those people like us that have milk sensitivities, um, started drinking this milk and couldn't tell, like like I didn't know for a long time, like why does my stomach hurt after I ate a bowl of cereal? Because milk's not good for my tummy. Like I can't yeah process, I'm not lactose intolerant, but also like I can't tolerate milk. Like most people.
0: Neither can I. It's just an intolerance.
2: Yeah. But it's not like extreme lactose intolerance. I can't eat ice cream and all these other things. It's just like, "Mm, my tummy doesn't feel great, but I'm going to eat that cheeseburger anyway. So.
0: Well, along the lines of the caves and such, there... This didn't bother us where we were, but there's lots of abandoned mines, apparently, that in those states with abandoned mines, they had pretty much like a campaign that was like to keep the kids out of the mines, but it terrified them. I I remember seeing a
2: documentary about some kids that went into a mine and got lost and I don't think they were ever found because there were just so many tunnels.
0: Maybe well, no, that movie. terrifies me.
2: <laughs> yeah, if if there's a stay out line, I'm gonna stay out. It's there for That's a reason. True. Um, okay, a big deal in the 90s growing up. Something else that has now disappeared from our radar. Probably because we did a really good job of fixing it. We were going to die because of the hole, hole in the ozone layer. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah. That was a big thing. Like, that in 20 was all years, the aquanet. Yeah. We had to change our hairspray. No more aerosol ha- hairspray. It had to be, like, the pump spray. And I think it was all the, the big hair in the 80s caused that hole. And because Definitely. we... Because we in the 90s started going to that slick bag gel look. We saved the ozone. I'm convinced of that.
0: It was all of us. It all was of us it kids was, in the 90s.
2: Yep. Throwing out the hairspray and changing to, to gel made all the difference. We saved the world. We did. <laughs> Along that same line, do you remember acid rain? That was like a big deal. In the, I don't remember that at all. You know, rain. I remember there was a big deal about acid rain, and I want to say it was happening and it was killing off the rainforest. But in my child mind, I really thought it was like every time it was going to rain that if we were outside, our skin was going to fall off from the acid.
0: Well, that is terrifying. Yeah. So I understand that.
2: Yes, exactly. So stay that's inside. That's how I would have put it together too. Like, there's no rainforest around us, but I'm still hearing about acid rain. So this has clearly got to be what happens when there is acid rain.
0: Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. It just. The rainforest was terrifying. All the animals were going to die, according to the 80s and 90s. Well, not just
2: that, like in the rainforest, in the water, there were piranhas. Yes, and sometimes those piranhas got out of the rainforest and into, you know, lakes and ponds and even big puddles after the rain in Texas, far away from the rainforest. So if you, you know, you weren't careful, you'd get eaten by piranhas. They were terrifying.
0: Absolutely terrifying.
2: I remember we were in El Paso for a wedding. And dad took us to go swim. And you were around three or four years old. You were little. Dad had us in the pool and some kid was swimming underwater. And I don't think you knew that people could swim underwater. So you started screaming shark because you thought there was a shark in the pool. And the kid heard and he got out and he went running because you were yelling shark. He (laughs) thought there was a shark in the pool, not realizing he was the shark. So you caused mass panic at the pool for all five people who were in there. And then just went about your day and kept on swimming.
0: Well, I'm sorry to the five people in the pool. (laughs) I did not realize that it was not a shark in the pool. I was very young.
2: But the kid that was swimming, was it was just hilarious because he didn't realize he was the shark. So he was panicking that there was a shark in the pool. Not knowing he was the shark.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not somebody that should be in pools.
2: <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: Um. <clears throat> there were well, so along many. Along the line of. Along the line of like piranhas and sharks. What about leeches?
2: Oh yeah. Anybody, any body of Any non-chlorinated body of water that you went into had leeches, leeches, for sure, because all, right, I, I'm all, back, guys, that. And
1: all I hear is leeches. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you remember, were you afraid of leeches when you were little?
1: Yes, because of Stand By Me.
2: Yes. They yeah. were all over, like, they went into the water, they came out, they I were... Think,
1: I think everywhere. everyone remembers that infamous scene, so... It was the first thing I checked every time I came out of Mathis Lake.
2: I'm not going to lie. That very first time we went to the river, I was afraid that when I came out, I was going to have one on me somewhere.
0: That's why I only go into water that I can see through.
2: Well, the river that we go to is is beautiful and you can see through the water. But yeah, the very first time I went in, I was terrified. Whenever yeah, we go to Slitterbond when we were younger... There was that one ride that went into the river. Do you remember that?
0: No, because I don't even remember Schlitterbahn.
2: There was a ride that went into the river, and I remember going with some friends, and they wanted to go on that ride, and I wouldn't go because, I didn't tell them this, but because I was sure there were leeches in the water. Like, once it hit the river, we were going to be covered in leeches, and one of us might end up needing a blood transfusion. So mm-hmm. I didn't have a parent permission slip to go to the hospital, so I didn't want to do that. I was a very cautious kid.
1: You sound pretty okay. when you were little.
2: I was just afraid of a lot of things. But, I mean, I mean that, that's, once that's once, once I was head. told I couldn't be Mr. T and fight off all the bad guys, I had a lot of stuff to be afraid of.
1: Yeah,
0: feels good. Okay, keeping with the water theme. What about how we were all going to drown if we didn't wait 30 minutes after eating to swim?
1: Um, yes, I remember that. And again, I go back to Mathis Lake. And uh, yeah, I remember being told that. And But I always snuck back in. You know, there was no way I was going to waste time while I was there at the lake. And uh, happy to say I'm still here.
0: Well, we're glad that you're here. Yeah, same thing I, at the beach. See, I don't remember anything about beaches. I mean, I'm sure we went because we were right there by them, but I remember being left at the pool, the Salonese pool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I would just go right back in the water because they usually would just leave us there with our friends for a little while.
1: Yeah. Oh, a funny story about. It story about the Selenese pool. That's where I learned how to swim, and uh no one taught me. So pretty much, you know, it was a uh, it was a school field trip. You know, we got a uh, whoever uh you know made the honor roll got to go on this field trip, and so we went all went out there. I'd never really swam before, and all my friends were jumping off the high diving board in the you know in the uh deep area. So I was like, you know what, if I die, I die. But you know, I can't be looked at as a you know, the, the boy who couldn't swim. So I jumped off and sure enough... I well, if you play.
2: died because you drowned, you would be known as the boy who couldn't swim.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, again, I'm here. You know, it's just, you gotta face those fears, you know?
2: Aside from swimming without waiting 30 minutes, what about pool drain sucking you in and drowning?
0: well, They are very, very powerful.
2: Like, that's happened before. Like, not that they've sucked you in all the way down to the bottom and people have drowned. But, like, people have gotten arms, like, small children have gotten arms and legs stuck in the drains and drowned because of that, right? I don't know. know.
1: Takes takes me back. Remember that show, Rescue 911? I think so. I remember that show where, you know, the little boy got stuck. And um, yeah, he was stuck on the bottom. Of it. I, actually, I mean, I think that was a real thing back then. And
2: but it so, wasn't just like I, I remember being afraid that if you got too close, it was going to suck you in. But I think a lot of the drownings happened because people like stuck their arm in, like a kid getting trying well, to
1: get. Well, that's on Would you say, Aaron? <laughs> I said, well, that's on them. You know, I mean,
2: <laughs> that's so wrong. <laughs> oh my goodness what else what else I mean come on
1: if you stick your arm in something I mean like you're gonna get stuck I mean I don't know it just sounds like common sense you know Darwinism right
2: have you ever gotten yourself stuck in anything or anything stuck
1: no but our child has
2: I could have gone away. I could have way. gone so wrong. I caught myself. I mean, I had a pin lid stuck up my nose. I've never gotten stuck in any. I I don't remember ever getting myself stuck in anything. <laughs> Maybe a pair of pants that were too tight, but <laughs> I did get a pin pin cap stuck stuck up my nose.
1: I had a bean stuck in my nose once.
0: <laughs> we're meant for each other. Yeah. I didn't stick things up my nose. <laughs> oh so, my
1: God. Uh, remember AJ with, you know, the uh, the door at Kroger?
2: Oh my God. That was terrifying. So the sliding doors, the automatic sliding doors. Mm-hmm. He got, he was playing on them as kids do, putting their arms on them and their face on them. And his arm got stuck between the two sliding like the sliding door and the, the glass that was already there. It just took him in, took his arm in. That was terrifying. Luckily nothing broke. He didn't he didn't hurt himself too bad. It scared the crap out of him. But he didn't get hurt. Never did it again?
1: Yeah. No. Nope. No,
2: no. Still um, has his
1: limbs. That's on us though, you know, we should have been watching him.
2: I not, can yeah. not
1: put that on Kroger. Kroger, you're cool.
2: Yeah, no, that was on us. I don't think it was at Kroger. I think it was like Office Max.
1: Oh, it was Kroger.
2: Maybe it happened twice. I
1: remember. I was there.
2: <laughs> and he didn't remember. I don't he know. He didn't learn his lesson the first That's time.
1: That's why AJ doesn't like going to Kroger anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor guy.
2: Poor kid. Oh, my goodness.
0: Okay, do you remember that we were told about people were going to be in our back seats. So I don't know
2: if that's like if that was a thing from the news or if it was a thing that they just told girls when they started driving. I don't know, but I've still checked my back seat. Were you ever told to check your back seats, Aaron?
1: Uh, I mean, not till later, but you know, I think it was more, I mean, I really wasn't ever, I mean, scared of that when I was younger. I think it was more whenever we moved to DFW, and that was like legit, because, you know, prime up here, you know. Like, I, mean, I remember actually, really
2: being told when I started learning to drive that you always check your back seat, make sure that no one's, no one's in your back seat.
1: i tell you this, uh, you know, kind of kind of going off on a tangent here, but uh, whenever you stop and get gas, lock your doors because they will, they can actually, you know, sneak up on, you know, you're not, you're not watching, right? You're facing the pump and you leave your door unlocked and, um, you know, people actually open your passenger door and, and swipe your purse or cell phone, whatever's in there.
2: Oh, yeah. I always, I always lock my car as soon as I get out of it
1: too. I think that's as close as I get to, you know, fearing someone in the vehicle. You know, I mean, we live in Texas, so good luck if you're going to wait in the vehicle. I mean, you're going to suffocate and die of heat, so, you know, don't really worry about that here.
2: Yeah, that I think, I think that was more of a warning for girls when they start driving. I feel like that's something that they push on us to be aware of and to look out for.
0: What about somebody under your bed or in your closet?
1: You know what? Still to this day, I don't know if it was a dream or if it was uh, my cousin actually scaring us. But I remember being at my grandma's house and an arm coming from under the bed while I was laying down and trying to pull me off the bed. And I remember screaming <laughs> like a little bitch. <laughs> but I don't know if that was a... Uh, dream or if that actually happened because i was really little
2: so we have a story about these creepy you know while you're in bed things johnny when he was little would squat down and hide in the doorway until we fell asleep and then he would sneak his way into bed with us and I remember being woken up by Aaron screaming because Johnny, I guess Aaron wasn't completely asleep and Johnny popped up from the end of the bed to climb in and he Ooh, got, Jesus. Back-
1: I mean, imagine being asleep <laughs> and you open up your eyes and there's just this little face looking at you. Right. <laughs> I mean, you forget for a split second that you have kids and it's like, whoa, man, Johnny's lucky I never punched him. <laughs>
2: So we got Aaron screaming, and then Johnny gets scared and starts screaming, and no one gets to sleep that night.
1: Remember, uh, Johnny used to—I remember he—he he would so he would sneak out of his room, obviously. Right? He wanted to climb into bed with us, and he would uh, wait for us to—I guess you know—fall into our REM. And I just remember waking up, and he'd be—it'd it, be like midnight two o'clock in the morning he'd be sitting on the mm-hmm. floor in the doorway just awake you know just like waiting and then you know
0: <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I seriously thought there was something wrong with him I was oh
2: like, oh, my who goodness. does
1: that like seriously like just imagine your kid just like at two o'clock in the morning just sitting in the doorway like creep the crap out of me right he's all right he's okay now
2: He doesn't do it anymore, thank God. (laughs) That's for a different episode. Oh my goodness. So So. we've talked about we talked about the backseat killers, things in our bed. We talked about Bermuda Triangle and Quicksand. Um something I thought about yesterday. Remember our cousin Angela got a weird she got a weird letter in the mail yesterday. And we're mm-hmm. not going to go into what it was. It was just a weird letter in the mail. Completely like big time scam. Big time scam. But it reminded me of chain letters.
0: hmm Yeah. Do y'all remember chain letters? Yeah, if you didn't send them off again, you were going to die.
1: Do you remember, remember them You know what the modern chain letter is now? Just reminds this... me of like...
2: The Facebook post, if you don't... Yeah, you know, if these, you don't
1: click on this, you know, God's going to send you to hell. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the chain letters were... I feel like we we would write them to each other in junior high. But, of course, it wasn't like, you're going to die if you don't send this. It was just like, uh, if you don't send this, you're going to have bad luck and your crush isn't going to want to go out and date with you. It was stupid stuff like that. It wasn't mm-hmm. that... Extreme, but it was it was just so funny when she sent us the letter that she got in the mail, and I was like, that seems like a chain letter because even like where her name was and the the sender's name was like all in bold caps, like mm-hmm. it was like a plug in like I've got to send out a dozen of these. I'm just gonna change the name so here's what, my my what code is gonna like, change it for me.
1: What kind of demented? Like what? The person who started that, like, what? Like, why? You know, like, how boring is their life that they came up with it, you know?
2: Just people want to start panic. That's that's the sad part is these people want to start panic with other people.
0: Well, along the mail thing, remember how we were all going to end up dead from anthrax in our mailbox? Oh, yeah. That was, like, in the
2: late the late 90s, early 2000s, wasn't it?
1: hmm Yeah, wasn't it, like, was that after, like, right after 9-11 or something like that? I mean, that...
0: I feel like it was before actually, 9-11. Like,
1: it was before?
2: I think I mean, it I remember been it being, I remember it
1: being a thing uh, afterwards, but, uh, you know, it's crazy. I did see a documentary about that, and, and some dude actually was doing that, but yeah that was but it was um, like to
0: federal workers and stuff like that wasn't it
1: yeah yeah and they, and they caught the guy i believe but um but yeah that was that was pretty terrifying
0: that's, I, that's just... and i ain't
1: gonna lie you know I was, until until then i mean i i seriously I, I never knew that you know i've always heard of anthrax the rock band never knew that was actually like a, a thing
2: There's sick people. Sick people. Um <clears throat> speaking of mass panic, do you remember a few years ago, I get I think it was like right after the new It movie came out, there were people dressing as clowns and just like standing around menacing menacingly in parking lots.
0: Yeah, and I'm terrified of clowns to begin
2: with, so yeah, I've I've been afraid of clowns since probably the Killer Clowns movie when I was little.
1: That was an awesome movie.
0: That was a terrifying movie. It was not awesome. I don't remember that movie. I Killer don't remember terrified of clowns, but I am. And the thing was, remember Wella collected
2: clowns? Like little porcelain clowns. Maybe that that's we would why buy for her. And then we had the, she's she's not our aunt, she's like our grandma's cousin that was a clown, or or I don't think she dresses as a clown anymore.
1: Remember, remember, I'm sorry, but remember in the 80s, like, people had, like, those were like decorations, like, there was paintings of clowns you would buy for your kids' rooms.
2: Yeah, our grandma collected stuff like that. Yeah. We would buy her these little, like... I want to say some of them were made of paper mache because they were they weren't quite ceramic. Maybe the heads were, but the bodies were. I feel like they were from Mexico. But I remember there's one with a red and white striped um, outfit, like the big onesie outfit, and it was riding a bike. Bo- no, it wasn't riding. It was holding. It was floating off with balloons. It was mm-hmm. holding like three balloons floating in the air.
0: Yeah, I remember that. That creepy. Oh. Yeah, clouds
2: yeah. are creepy. Definitely. Clowns, white vans, unmarked white vans. They have free candy or puppies. Yep. Free candy, puppies. There's a whole stranger danger, watch out for strangers when we were growing up, which turns out to be kind of wrong because most abductions and things that happen to kids aren't by strangers. They're Done by family members, but I remember that was a big thing because of um, I don't remember the kid's first name. The Walsh kid, his yeah. dad is the one who had the America's Most Wanted. He was the host on there, mm-hmm. Adam Walsh. Yes, because he was kidnapped by strangers. So I remember yeah. that was the thing in the the eighties and the nineties was be careful with strangers unmarked vans even now in parking lots i don't like to park near vans
0: no 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 definitely never near a van no,
1: like obviously like no i, I think that's still a thing i think beware of vans i mean man i'm, I'm six foot one two hundred uh, and twenty pounds i'm still afraid of being abducted in a van
2: and now with like trafficking going on it's a real thing again yeah, yeah. you have to be aware of your surroundings Making sure that there aren't unmarked vans, not taking candy from strangers, um, not putting your head too close to microwaves because your brain will get fried. Yes. No?
1: <laughs> Did y'all talk about yet? Uh, oh man. Yes. Did y'all talk about you know the you know free drugs or whatever or you know these drug dealers trying to give you drugs on the sidewalks and stuff?
2: Oh, no, shit. we didn't. That I, never I, happened. I, I see now how away. so
1: freaking fake that was. cause Who's like, really? Like, you're going to be giving away free drugs?
2: Yeah, I've never in my life been offered free
1: drugs. <laughs>
2: no. No, yeah, no. it was. I think the deal was, like, they give you free drugs to get you addicted. And then once you take one drug, you're addicted for the rest of your life. I feel like that was from an after-school special.
1: Oh, remember? Uh... No, it was
2: from D.A.R.E. Oh, yeah, D.A.R.E.
1: Yeah, it was from D.A.R.E. But the
2: after-school specials did a lot of drug prevention, like beware of drugs, too. The only yeah, after
0: school the after-school special, special. I remember special with the... With the one with the girl on the milk carton.
1: No, I, re- your... I, remember, I remember the one where, uh, you know, they were uh, talking about acid and lsd and stuff and they showed some some guy getting high and jumping up you know out the window from a from a two-story school building the was, one
2: the one i remember was the girl got addicted to cocaine and she got so addicted that the cocaine ate a hole in her nose that's what i remember and I just, that freaked me out so bad because they had this girl with this prosthetic nose that had a big old giant hole in it where the cocaine had eaten through her head.
0: Speaking of head, remember hey. when you made a weird face and somebody hit you on the back of the head and your face was going to stay that way? Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. That movie, One Crazy Summer. I remember, I do you remember that remember. scene?
2: I remember th- being threatened to get hit on the back of the head. I think, like, some of the cousins would threaten me, or one of the cousins would threaten to hit my head if I rolled my eyes at her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that. Did
1: you beat her Also,
0: up? in the head version, <laughs> head version, the head area, remember amnesia, how It was so prevalent how everybody was going to get amnesia if you, like, barely got hit on the head. Yeah. I think that came from all the
2: soap operas. Like, that's the main storyline of every single soap opera ever. There's always one person with amnesia.
0: Well, I remember it from Full House. Remember Michelle's on a horse. She falls Uh, off. She hits her head. And then she has amnesia and she doesn't know who anybody is or who she is at all.
2: Yeah, I remember that episode. I actually went to school with somebody who did get amnesia. So the guy was a few years older than me. He played soccer. His younger sister was in my grade. And at one of the soccer games, somehow there was some kind of accident where he ended up hitting his head so bad that he had amnesia. And he like, had to relearn who his family was I don't know how long it lasted I feel like it lasted a couple weeks but yeah he was in the hospital he didn't know who anybody was that's really scary it was especially like you see it on TV and it's always a joke on TV but no this was real life so that made it even scarier <clears throat> almost as scary as running into the Yorona.
1: Whoa! Oh, yeah
0: that was a good one. I was terrified of the Yorona. I was like I had it in my head that I had seen her multiple times because grandma had put it in my head that I had seen that she was coming after me.
2: I remember like I was mostly afraid of the Yorona whenever we were at grandma's house. At Wella's house. Wella here in Kingsville because she lived near a creek. And so like the story of the Yorona is she's a lady that killed all her kids by throwing them into A river or creek and she died you know looking for her kids and so she walks up and down bodies of water like rivers and and creeks crying for them and she steals kids because like if you're misbehaving and you're crying she's going to come take you thinking you're one of her kids
0: yeah that's why I was told multiple times that she was coming for me well he shouldn't have been such a crybaby
1: you know, there's a. I remember passing by this, but there's actually like a creek around the San Antonio area, and uh, if you remember Stephanie, um, it's called like Woman Hollering Creek.
2: Yes, Hollering Woman Creek.
1: Yeah, and the thing that's funny is we got a story about that. If uh, it was the same thing, it was I remember as a, a road trip. Uh, me, me, Stephanie, the boys took. And we we're heading back to South Texas, and we were just south of the san antonio area and um what we would do is you know we'd leave from dfw you know around 6 7 p.m after work on a friday and head back to south texas by the time we're you know south of san antonio it's probably you know around midnight or so and i kid you not as as you know stephanie being the other witness we're in the middle of nowhere and i'm on um i 37 south and um there's a a, there's an old lady in the middle of the highway i mean she's like in the fast lane like walking and you know I, i luckily i was in the other lane but i mean there is an old lady walking in the middle of the road and there was cars behind me i saw the headlights and um you know, I, I kind of yelped, and you know Stephanie saw it, and she kind of screamed, and, and I looked in my rearview mirror, and I saw nothing. I saw no car swerve. I saw, you know, I don't know. I mean, it was true she, story. And, and the thing is, is we were not. There was no towns or there was no city or anything like. Yeah, we
2: there. were in that big empty stretch. There weren't any broken down cars anywhere, like. That's creepy. I don't think she was the sure. Yorona. I feel like it was because at this time, I remember seeing on the news, there was people being set up to be robbed. Like mm. to be carjacked in areas yes, like right. that.
1: She looked more like deliverance type person.
2: <laughs> I feel like she was probably a setup. She was trying to like there was probably someone further down hidden waiting to steal a car. Like It was it was really creepy. That was yeah, that was really scary. I I do remember that.
1: But going back to your Yoona, yeah, I think that was definite. I mean, still to this day, I mean, it's it's, you know, it's, it's not even anything that was just in our time. I think today, I mean, obviously they just made a movie about it a few years back.
2: But, There's uh, another one coming out soon. There's um a I think she's from here in in Texas. She's a director from Texas. I think she lives in California now. Her and her husband are have created, have written up the screen play for this movie, and they're actually doing fundraising for it. So hopefully in the next couple of years, it'll come out. And this time around, like, the first Yorona was not really based on the actual, like, story of the Yorona that we know, but the one that this lady is working on is is based off of, like, our, our folklore. You
1: know, I, I remember in Kingsville... Um you know so again this was back in the 80s and uh you know back then we would take the bikes all around town you know or or bicycles and I remember uh my cousin was uh giving me a a pump on her bike right I was on the handlebars and we're we're riding through some alley and um I just remember that alley because there was like fences all through the alley right I mean uh you know it, it there weren't any like open yards or anything like that. It was just fences all the way down this Caliche Alley, and we passed by some some old Mexican lady, and she was walking down the alley. And um, you know, maybe a good twenty feet past her, uh, my my cousin lost her balance on the bike, and and we had to stop, and and we got off, or you know, I kind of jumped off the the handlebars, and we both turned around and the lady was gone and it was like what the heck was i mean i mean i doubt that old lady could you know scale a fence but it was one of those ones where like man me and my cousin hauled ass we hauled ass after that it was the same cousin i saw the latusas with by the way
2: maybe they were just
0: following her
1: maybe maybe. she also
0: the one that was speaking spanish (laughs) yeah like you know, that, that, was, that was my other
1: cousin but i was staying at, at her house um, that's funny you know, we, we always had i mean man she she had some crazy stories too growing up you know and, and man it was i'll tell you what i'm telling you i mean i don't know you talk about bishop all you want but kingsville was scary now oh, oh wait bonus round right here bonus round okay so this is one uh you know it's more local legend bishop texas it was about a, a guy named popeye okay so uh, growing up uh, i grew up on uh, second street west side bishop texas and there's these huge grain tanks okay um in fact uh you know as we got older when i was in high school we used to scale these tanks and just kind of chill up out there you know, all dangerous now, man. We're, we're crazy. When we're when we're younger, but uh, there was this huge tower there, and you know, obviously grain. It's you know, it's a seasonal harvest, and so it was usually around the summertime or late summer, right, when they would start harvesting, you know, the grain, and those tanks would, uh, those tanks would, uh, you know, start getting filled, and there was a lot of traffic going there with the eighteen wheelers and such well i remember there's this uh there's this huge tower and um it was probably the the tallest structure in bishop and there was a way on the very top And, and this tower is just like made out of like i don't know tin, like metal like just you know those you know when anything very well structured so amazing how tall they made this this tower and there would be a light on on there like every once in a while it was just a, like a window and there's this light on 100 feet in the air and um you know the local legend was that it was this uh this man named popeye well popeye supposedly used to work in those grain tanks and there was a uh, there was a you know some operations going on back in the 70s or something like that and and he got pulled into um into one of the, I don't know what they call, like those spiral feeders that like mm-hmm. pull the grain into the tanks and such, and pulled them in, and and um, obviously he died and stuff. So there was a, a legend that, you know, he haunted those those grain tanks. So, you know, anytime we saw uh, an unknown man or something around that area, yeah, we were. Uh, that was our first our first assumption was it had to be Popeye. But uh, It'd just
0: be somebody from out of town or anything.
1: Well, <laughs> you know, at you? the same time too, there's a there's a lot of uh, you know, it, it was right by the train tracks, and and there was a lot of uh, you know, um, immigrants and stuff that would hop the train, and I personally I, I would witness them all the time. They would hop off the train and kind of chill there at the at the tanques we used to call them. They would chill out there at the tanques and. And, uh, you know, I guess take a break or whatever and jump on the next train going to town. Ran into one one time. Me and my friend were walking home from school. And, uh, yeah, man, there was this guy just chilling out there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, me and my buddy saw it. And we, man, we took off. We ended up coming back another day. You know, this, and it turned out that, man, I guess that was a hot spot. They would, like, they would, uh, I guess, maybe hop off the train and, and chill out there or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, there was kind of creepy. There was like, like, people were like, I don't know where, but there, I mean, there were like pig legs and stuff hanging from the ceiling. I guess maybe they had like slaughtered some some game or something like that. But yeah, it was a pretty one of the creepy places to explore in Bishop, Texas.
2: Like it's it's a wonder how some of us survived the 80s and 90s and made it to adulthood. Especially with all the things we were told to be afraid of. And then like the things we weren't told to be afraid of, but like you talking about the tanks, like you, you weren't necessarily told to stay away from them, but you probably should have been. <laughs> yeah, or like
0: falling down a well, like baby Jessica.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you? I remember that story yeah, falling down a well, falling into pipes, those are all things, you know, it happened once. so it's got to happen over and over again, and we should all be afraid of it. Um, so there's so many. There's so many we could talk about, but we'd be here for hours.
1: Um, right, I'm, I'm gonna do a little rewind here, okay. Remember we were talking about quicksand earlier. Yeah, so uh, there is a place in Bishop called Drainer's Ditch and uh drainer's ditch was exactly what it was it was a big you know big drainage drainage ditch for uh, you know water runoff and stuff like that and uh, we used to go there every once in a while because there was like crawdads in there and stuff right and and what we would do is we'll go and take some bacon with us tie it up to a a stick and string and you know we throw it in there and the crawdads would you know they just grab it and we just pull them out well, uh, I remember walking through there one time and this is the closest to quicksand I ever got but there was like maybe in the mud. There was like it was so muddy. I remember going in like knee deep into the mud. And I remember my mom was pissed. Because I lost my shoes. <laughs> There's still somewhere there stuck in the mud. You, oh, see, man. you, you sink into you know, you know, a, a foot of mud. Yeah, try try pulling your leg out with uh, out your shoe.
2: Yeah. You know, with
1: your shoe coming off.
2: At least you knew from all the TV shows what to do when you sank. I to move you had slowly. Yeah, you probably had, did you have your ferrets with you?
1: I, I didn't have ferrets, but I had my, my homies with me. So, uh, <laughs> you told
2: them what the ferrets had done so they knew how to get you out. Yeah.
1: And you know, the funny thing is, I lost my shoes and I still stay there the entire day.
2: (laughs) I believe it. I very much believe it. We've been talking for a good while. We could go on and on, but I want to cut it short so we can play Would
0: You Rather. Okay, let's play a quick game of Would You Rather.
2: I I kept my question secret this time so that nobody knew what I was going to ask. Okay, let's go. Okay, all right. Number one. Let's see. Would you rather be swarmed by killer
0: bees or by piranhas? Piranhas. Um, kill, uh, piranhas, because they don't actually eat you.
1: Yes, you're smart, Bea. Thank you.
0: Then what do killer they do? Bees they actually will
1: kill you. Piranhas, uh, there's less of a chance.
0: You can actually swim with piranhas. However, if you have, like, blood around you, it's kind of like a shark. Yeah. I think I did. I saw that
2: recently, I think. I saw a video about that recently where you can swim with them and people swim with them all the time. But I wonder why. It must have been from a movie then that made us all so afraid of piranhas. Okay. Would you rather disappear into the Bermuda Triangle or into quicksand?
0: For me to triangle. There's a chance yeah. that there's just like an alternate world.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Uh, these, you know, these days I wouldn't mind disappearing somewhere else.
2: I'm pretty sure there's aliens in there. That's where they all their bases. Exactly. So okay. Would you rather run into Bloody Mary or into the run into the Yorona?
1: Oh, that's a good one.
2: What did Bloody Mary do to you? Uh, Killed you? Mm.
1: Got you stuck in the
2: mirror? I have no idea.
1: I would say the Yorona because maybe she might be so grateful to have her kids back that she would spoil me.
2: I mean, we're adults now, so running into Yorona, we shouldn't be scared. We're we're pretty safe. Yeah, I think we're. I'll say Yorona then.
1: Yeah, I'll probably tell her to quit whining.
2: I'll point her to some kids.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Maybe we can team up. Haunt the shit out of people.
2: <laughs> All right. Would you rather see something staring at you from an open closet or hear something under your bed?
1: Um, hear something under, under, my, under bed, my bed because I don't have to hear it. Yeah. I don't have to see it. Speaking of baby Ray, you know, a uh, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah there he used to do that i mean i remember you know there was a time we slept on the same bed when we were little and he would uh, be knocking under the bed and saying that it was a vampire and the vampire was going to come and, and get me That's
2: did cool. he even offer to to maybe i don't know protect you or was just like
1: nope just want to scare shit out of me
2: <laughs> sounds sounds right All right. Would you rather, this was the one that we didn't talk about, but we we should have. Would you rather swallow gum and have it not come out for seven years or eat a watermelon seed and grow a watermelon in your stomach? Those were real fears growing up.
1: Yep. I remember asking my teacher about that. And then she said, well, you know, the seed needs sunlight. And I said, what if you put a flashlight down your throat? (laughs) And um, she probably thought I was the dumbest kid in the world.
2: Oh, my goodness! Um, uh, but
1: yeah, I would say a watermelon seed, I mean, yeah, who hasn't done that already?
2: yeah, i've I think I've eaten quite a few watermelon seeds, and nothing's nothing's come of that. Same thing. I'm pretty sure I swallowed some gum, and I don't know. Maybe it's still sitting in there. All right. Would you rather be abducted by an un- unmarked white van? Or by aliens. I already know Aaron's answer.
1: Yeah, I got so many questions for these aliens.
2: They would Alien. be like they would be dropping Aaron off my door off at the door and saying no, 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 no.
1: I totally disagree. I think we would become great friends.
2: They'd be like, He's got too many questions. Keep him here. Keep him here. <laughs> They'd zap him with the forget the little forget Ray from I yeah,
1: Black. I would, I would teach Black. him the ways of our world and you know. <laughs>
2: They don't want to know the ways of our world. They're trying to do things opposite of us better.
1: I I wholeheartedly disagree. I think they're very curious of this planet. I think that's why they are here.
2: Okay. Would you rather send the chain letter or deal with the repercussions of not sending the chain letter?
0: Deal with the repercussions
2: because it doesn't do anything. Same. Same. I, I, um stamps are expensive.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah.
2: Too expensive. I don't need to be sending 12 stamps to random people and have I think chain letters come from the US Post Office trying to get you to buy more stamps. Exactly. That's exactly where they come from and what happened. All right, my last one. Would you rather get rained on by acid rain or fall Ooh. into a toxic waste pond? Because toxic waste ponds were all over the place in the 80s. I
1: say acid rain because, you know, like, I don't, it wasn't like actual, like, you know, burning Robocop acid falling on you.
2: I don't know. With those trains that tipped over recently, they were talking about the acid rain and the damage it was doing to cars.
1: Yeah. I mean, but falling in the I'm going to say toxic, toxic waste, waste pond. pond. Wow, really?
0: Yes, because I watched Alex Mack growing up, and she fell yes! into toxic waste, and she got the coolest powers. There was Alex
2: Mack. Yeah. There was the Toxic Avenger. Avenger,
1: yeah, man, Toxic I mean, Avenger. Still, you know, for you youngins, y'all, y'all got to see this movie. Um, yeah,
2: some you're some either dealing with like the rain, the rain hitting your skin and and causing pain, or you get superpowers. Duh. Take superpowers. me superpowers, duh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Y'all yeah, remember that scene in RoboCop with the acid?
2: I I don't I don't
1: Do remember, I don't think I've
2: ever seen
0: RoboCop.
1: Okay, well you know just YouTube the video the the scene with the uh, acid. Yeah, it's uh pretty pretty funny. <laughs>
2: yeah. So Aaron, it's it's been a little while. Do you think the ribs are almost done? Uh.
1: They're not done, but I do need to go uh, apply some secret ingredients to it.
2: I'm hungry. I and, didn't. Can we, well. can we
1: share a picture of it whenever you you share this? Uh...
0: We will share a picture of it. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us today, Aaron.
1: No problem. You know, and thank you guys for inviting me. Um, just want to say hello to mom and dad. Hey, I made it. I'm, I'm here in the big times. <laughs> Um, you know, hey, Bebara, I love you. Um, Johnny, AJ, you know, it's dedicated to you. Um, and uh, you know, <laughs> well, hopefully, you guys will have me back.
2: We'll see, we'll see. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Next, the next episode will be dedicated to growing up in small towns what we missed. Growing up in Kingsville versus what we miss growing up with Aaron growing up in Bishop. He can tell us all his Bishop stories.
1: Oh, man.
0: And we'll find somebody from like, grew up in Corpus, big city. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
2: Someone from Driscoll will also call in and give us their input. I
1: don't know. Driscoll's (laughs) kind of boring.
2: Oh, my goodness. All right, Aaron. Thanks for being here. I will see you in the backyard in a little while. And Bayoux, I'll see you, you next time we to... go up into Dallas. Oh, we'll see you next weekend for Axel's birthday.
1: Yeah, y'all. I'll
0: see you guys for Axel's birthday. Yeah. All so, right, so. Go ahead. All right, and so until next time, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, We Missed Out, Pop Culture Podcast. On Instagram, We Missed out pod. And on TikTok, we missed out the pod. You can
2: email us at we missed out the pod at gmail.com.
0: You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Google, and Audible.
2: Don't forget to like, follow, and review.
0: Until next time, don't miss out on
2: we missed out.
0: Bye. Bye. Adios.